John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast John is from Indiana I am And Kevin's from California <laughs> we were we we have a pre-show. I'm just gonna plug it right off yep. the bat. Uh, and we were talking about we were talking about cities that mm-hmm. are pronounced a certain way that is totally wrong from the actual word. And I don't I almost don't want to spoil it because I want to I want people to go. You have to be a patron to yeah. hear the pre-show. Mm-hmm. I got I have to share the weirdest one though. I have to you know the one I'm. Th- <laughs> John told me there's a city in Indiana. Pr- pronounce it for me really quick. Chai Lai. Chai Lai. Okay, think about that for a sec. A city in Indiana called Chai Lai. It is spelled C-H-I-L-I. Chili. It's the word chili, and they pronounce it Chai Lai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. There, we, go, we go into many more in the pre-show if you want to hear more of those, but that one was the best one. Hey, John, by the way, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, what are we doing today, John? What do we got going on? Talking about things that we've collected as kids and yeah. now, even. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I will admit I'm doing troll dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something I collected as a kid. I don't think I have a single one left now and I don't know where they are. My parents don't seem to know where they are. I, we probably gave them away, which is fine. I guess that's what you do with toys. But um, yeah. And I, I don't even remember how this episode came about. It was probably a couple months ago. And I was just like, I think I just thought about troll dolls and I was like, what did you collect, John? And and then what did you say, John? What did you say? Magic the Gathering. Yes. The card the game. Yes. It's a game. I, I don't know a lot about it. And you still collect, you probably have the same collection you ha- you've had since you were what, like 12 years old? Yes and no. I mean, I've, I've sold some cards in the past and I've bought many more cards since then. But in general, there are, I do still have a lot of cards that I've had since kind of the beginning. What first drew you to, to gather with the magic? It's just a fun card game. Kind of. D and D ish in a way. Yeah. No, it's just fun. Yeah. And I think, I think when we did the D and D episode, we even sort of mentioned in passing, like, mm-hmm. Oh, we should, I, you did like, we should do a magic one. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But let's not do it right after D and D because right. then everyone's going to think we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I'm talking about collecting troll dolls and yeah, troll dolls for me, I have no recollection of my first troll doll. What got me into them? All I knew is that my best friend, Danny and I, we, we, we both collected them like crazy. And it was, it was cool. Cause I don't, in my memory, it wasn't like a competitive thing. Like who mm-hmm. has the most troll dolls? It was like, oh, Danny has a lot of troll dolls and so do I. And this is cool. And look at mine and look at yours. And they had little right. jewels on their belly and we'd rub them for good luck. And it was just, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, oh, John, should we get should we get into our, our new cool thing that we've never done before? You, you mean the very special tidy up? Yes, the very special tidy up. Yeah, I, I think we should. Okay, we're going we're gonna to play the jingle and something different that, that you've never experienced on Lack of Genius Podcast mm-hmm. before is about to happen. Tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. So this is a fir- this is a first ever for the Lack of Genius podcast. Yes, it is. Yeah. What did we decide to call? I, I I said special tidy up section. Yeah, I mean, or you know, a special volume of the log. 
We have a guest on mid-episode, and he is not the guest of our episode. He is just here for our special tidy up section. Let's just introduce him first. His name is Jeff McAvoy. Give him a round of applause. Yay. Hey. Hey, happy to be here. Can we say special a couple more times? Yes, we'll, we'll call we'll call him special Jeff McAvoy, and he is our special <laughs> guest as part of our special tidy up section. Perfect. Why do we have Jeff on? Jeff is the man, if you've noticed, assuming we did everything right, you should be seeing on whatever platform you're on a brand new Lack of Genius logo, log logo. Jeff McAvoy mm-hmm. is the man who created it. And for that, we're very impressed. So first off, Jeff, thank you. You're a wonderful artist and a wonderful human being. Absolutely, yeah. Secondly, um, quickly, let's introduce who you are and what you do. Like, what do you do for a living? What do you, just give us a quick rundown. Sure, yeah. I, um, I've i been a graphic designer for quite a while. I, I work in a marketing position for a nonprofit organization right now. So. I get to do some design, some some planning, some writing, all, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I like uh, I like all the sort of visual, creative arts and um, design and illustration and a little bit of animation are kind of things that I love to create. So I was super excited when you guys reached out and love the love the podcast, and uh, I was really excited to get to work on uh, a logo or a logo for you guys. Yes, that was Jeff's big suggestion is that we were having too much we were having too much fun on our initial call with like log uh, log puns and then he realized right. that the word logo has the word log in it. So we're really calling it our our logo. This is our this is our brand new logo that Jeff created mm-hmm. and um, Jeff is someone who actually he went to this he went to Manchester College, which is where John and I met, but uh, tidy tidy up there. It's it's now Manchester University. Oh yes. University. It was Manchester True. College at the time, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I've known Jeff for a long time, and Jeff has actually been a part of several of my creative projects, including last mm-hmm. week we talked about my Halloween EP. If you saw the the candy corn trick-or-treating down the street with the mustache, that is Jeff McAvoy's work, man. And I literally have a, a record-sized printout of it in my kitchen right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I, I need one of those. I should send you one, man. I mean, <laughs> it means a lot to me. We discussed the idea for the logo. We know we, we mm-hmm. knew we wanted something log-related in it, something that says podcast. You want to talk a little bit about how you wound up with what the people are seeing now sure yeah we talked a lot about kind of yeah what the what the podcast is how it feels how it sounds and i love the idea of leaning into the log image even though this this podcast isn't about logging at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like i really love using the the lack of genius acronym and then yeah i wanted to just make sure it didn't feel like a logging thing you know it felt like it would feel like a podcast and have a little bit of a sense of sense of fun to it so yeah we we landed on the uh the microphone shape with the uh, with a log on the inside. There was a couple fun ideas along the way, but um, yeah, I think this this end result is pretty great. I like it a lot. Glad you guys do too. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun brainstorming, including visions mm-hmm. of John and I on a log ride going down <laughs> yeah. a log and v- various right. other things that, that may, may have some future in our podcast, but in terms of a logo, we didn't want people to think we were about logging. We didn't want people to think we were about (laughs) Splash Mountain. Jeff, one thing I'll commend you on is every project I've ever worked with you on, that you have this ability to hear what people are saying and like compute it. It's like it goes into a computer or a blender or something and it comes out (laughs) on the page. And every time I've seen the final result, my mind is always pretty blowing. Like, wow, how did he did it, man? Oh, that's awesome to hear. I'm I'm glad you recognize I, yeah, just put things into a blender and then dump them out onto a piece of paper. 
<laughs> yeah, that's no, literally yeah, how you do it. <laughs> that's how that's how it's done. I was super excited when you guys reached out because yeah, working on your projects in the past, Kevin has always been super fun. You've got like great creative ideas, and this gave me the excuse to actually catch up on the podcast because I <laughs> I had been behind and realized like wow, like this is this is really awesome. Like it's just it's so fun, and so yeah, I was really excited to to get to be a part of it in a small way. Who's your favorite character on the co- on the podcast? Is it John or is it Kevin? Oh dang. <laughs> Because we're not real people, we're just characters on the no. on a show. <laughs> I was already a Kevin fan, so I think I'm becoming a John fan too. Ah, you're, yeah. you're like, well, I already knew I liked him, but now, yes. wow, this yeah. guy's very intriguing to yeah. me. I see. Totally. At least someone likes me now. <laughs> you know, one thing we really appreciate about you is that you not only listened to the podcast before you started working with us, but you've continued to listen. You mm-hmm. signed up to be a patron, which we really appreciate. Yeah. That really is a a really sweet way to show support. What's a good way for people to find you? I know I've followed you on Instagram. Oh, yeah. When I used to be on Instagram, and you were a fantastic follow because you shared a lot of your art and your projects as you were developing them. Yeah, Instagram probably is the best way. I think that's my my most active channel and where I post somewhat regularly, and it's it's definitely dedicated to art and design and stuff like that. So, yeah, my my Instagram is Jeff A McAvoy, which is M C A V O Y, and um, if anybody would like to check me out and reach out, you know. Uh, interested in doing other work as well or just just chatting about art and design yeah we'll be sure to post that on various posts Mm -hmm. on socials and on this episode we'll put it in the show notes um i i really couldn't recommend someone uh, higher than i recommend jeff for any work he's just uh, he's very easy to work with he's very open to ideas and um and that, mm-hmm. for me personally, that's what I look for when I'm working on creative projects. Mm-hmm. So you got one and then two thumbs up. If you were seeing me right now, you'd see that both of them are in the air right now. <laughs> both of mine are. Too. Yeah, we got four All thumbs right, well, up. Mine too, why not? Six of them. <laughs> <laughs> a question I got for you, Jeff, is yeah. would you want to come on and actually be a guest and ask us questions about something? Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Like what it's like to be special, maybe? You could do, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. what, what it's like to be a special guest on the Life of Genius podcast. <laughs> yeah. I almost want to ask you like logging questions or something oh. that you hopefully oh. neither of you know about. But <laughs> That actually, you may have just sparked an idea. That would be hilarious. We can really prove that we're not a logging podcast. That's, that's true. <laughs> right? Yes. We, we definitely need to try to figure out how to make a log log. Are you talking about an actual? Yeah. No, like a journal. A log journal. <laughs> oh, yes. A log log. A log log. A log log. Book. We talk about this log that we have that keeps all of our records. We have we have Correct. nothing written down. I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but eventually, eventually we'll actually have a log log. It's it's metaphorical for now. Well, how how tidy do we feel on a scale of one to ten? What are we are we feeling pretty tidied up in terms of this special tidy up section? I think so. Unless Jeff says otherwise. Mm. It feels pretty special to me, so uh, I think it's good. <laughs> well, that's a special Jeff McAvoy uh, who <laughs> unveiled our special logo on this special tidy up section. Thanks for coming on with us, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to be here. Uh, you want to just throw us to quiz time here, Jeff? All right. Yeah, let's let's jump into the quiz. Woo! It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it That was that was very special. It was first and foremost. Yes. <laughs> and Jeff Jeff is no longer here. I know you've been hearing his voice along with us. He has got we kicked him off of the call. 
But thank you to Jeff again uh, for the logo, for coming on our podcast, for being both of our friends yeah. now. We, but uh, you know, he's been a friend of mine for for many years. I mean, going back to like teenage years. We, he was from originally from Northern California, and we would go to like church events together. And uh, he's a great dude. So mm-hmm. really appreciated having him on. Yeah. And as he said, it, this is quiz time. It is. That was first time somebody bounced it. So we're we're ready to jump in, man. Should we just go for it? I think so. You were gonna ask the first question, yep. so we're about to learn some stuff about Magic the Gathering and. Before, again, uh, you are now winning the grand total, right? I think I'm up by one. You're up by one. Yeah, we're we're kind of, I think it's 9-8 maybe, but regardless, John is up by one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you today. (laughs) We'll see. Let's find out. So Magic the Gathering was released in what year? Like, when did Hmm. it first come out? 1993, 1986, 1999, or 1974? Wow. There are two 90s choices on here which is interesting to me. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I, I will say my experience with Magic is I do, I never owned a Magic card, but I do remember in, I guess, sort of middle school, high school-ish for me that Magic was kind of a big deal and that would have been, you know, late 90s. Right. So 1999 definitely seems too late. I'm tempted to choose 93. <sighs> John, why do I stress so much over these things? I don't know. Um, it is 93, I guess that's six years to, to sort of develop and become a big deal, or does it doesn't even, I'm going to choose 93 because I keep talking about it, so I'm going to lock in 93. Correct. Oh, yeah. No, it came out in 93. I mean, and there's been games, I know that there was a video game that I used to play when I was younger that came out in 97, so it mm. it took off pretty quick. Oh, there was a Magic the Gathering video game. Yeah, and, well, and there, and there still is, actually. There, yeah. There's different variations of it. Um, the current one is called Arena, and you can just play against other people online. There's tournaments and stuff that have been happening almost since the beginning, kind of like poker tournaments, like World Poker Tour and stuff. There's Magic Pro Tours. That's crazy. And, and, wow. last, and last year with COVID and everything, they did it all in Arena. All, so all in the video game. Yeah. That's smart. That's a good way to keep it, keep mm-hmm. them involved and still have, still be in the round, the yeah. universe. Yep. You, you may have questions you may, if, if I'm spoiling a question, then don't answer this now, but like, could you give a quick explanation to me and to the audience, like how magic is played? Like, what could we, you compare it to, to give us like something to, to relate to on what it's um, like? Pokemon came out after there are similarities between Pokemon and magic. But essentially, you have a deck of cards. Each person in general has their own deck, puts whatever cards they want into that deck. And then uh, you draw seven cards to begin with, and that's your starting hand. And then based off the cards that you get and what you've put in the deck, there is definitely a bit of luck in it. Mm. Um, because there are, are lands or mana that you need in order to be able to play certain card. You mm. know, each card requires a certain amount of mana be able to play so you might not even be able to play a card that's in your hand essentially. right you may have to yeah. wait five ten turns to be able to play a card oh wow wow, wow. Um, got and it so okay. there, there is luck to it I and mean, you know what cards you grab because you know you shuffle the cards beforehand but then there's also some skill in knowing how to, what's in the deck and so on you know it's funny because really if you think about it kind of any game is like that there's a there's elements of luck and there's elements of strategy it's 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 not all luck because you have to know what to play very cool man all right so 1993 mm-hmm. magic was released so i'm one for one you want your first troll question here john sure what did trolls creator thomas dam originally call his dolls and actually he's a he's a what's it called what when you're from denmark danish dam is i think actually pronounced dom thomas dom but i like saying damn better so what did trolls creator thomas dam originally call his dolls were they fortune trolls adventure trolls 
good luck trolls or hairy trolls? For some reason, I am feeling between the last two, the good luck trolls and the hairy trolls. Those trolls are hairy, aren't they? They are. <laughs> I mean, some hairier than others, but um, I'm going to go with the good luck trolls. You're going to lock in good luck trolls, John? Yep. That is... Correct. Uh-huh. Nice job. Look at us both one for one. Yeah, he called them good luck trolls. The model that I know really well is the is the troll doll with the gem on it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't part of the original design. In fact, um, Tom, we'll get more into this, but Thomas Dam's company, that was made by an entirely different company altogether. Thomas Dam, he called these good luck trolls. He started just carving wooden trolls for his children. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, word caught on. People liked them. He started selling them door to door locally. And then they just blew up and he had to start mass producing them. His take on it was that trolls are typically a creature in mythology. They're ugly. And, right. and so his thought was to make these sort of comically looking ugly dolls. And it, there's a quote that I don't have exactly in front of me, but he said something along the lines of, they're so ugly that you just have to laugh at them. And anyone who's laughing will have good luck. Something along those lines. So he called them his good luck trolls. They were something just to put a smile on your face. Okay. And then the reason I know it's Dom and not Dam is because he eventually na- created a toy company and it was called Damn Things. And the, <laughs> and the, the dolls actually became known as Damn Dolls. So I think he kind of knew the irony of, the, of right. that name. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah, let's see how we do. True or false? Magic was the first trading card game. Interesting. The first trick. Okay, so I did know that it was before Pokemon. So, because mm-hmm. I think Pokemon's a trading card game. Was Magic the first? That's very interesting. It makes, you know, it, it sort of makes me think about like superhero cards, right? Like X-Men cards, Marvel cards. Those weren't necessarily, and I don't know this for a fact. This is what I'm debating now. Was that, were there ever, was there a game that was made with those? I kind of think not. I kind of think you just collected those. I'm going to say true. Like it's, it started the trend. As far as I can tell, you're correct. All right. No, you can't find any, uh, anything else before it, huh? Yeah. I mean, and say what you want about Wikipedia, you know, it is (laughs) in general, it's a good source of information and per Wikipedia, it is the first, first trading card game is magic. So. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. That would make sense. And then, yeah, Pokemon, and and I'm sure there's a, a bunch other now kind of took oh, yeah. that you mean, mold and ran Pokemon, with it. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there's a bunch of trading card games now. By the way, I don't know if you can relate to this, John, but this is, I guess, aging us, though I'll, I'll proudly say I'm 36 years old. <laughs> Wikipedia, when I was in college, was kind of just becoming a thing. Right. Like, it was just, and I remember because I would use it in, like, research papers and mm-hmm. things like that, and it it wasn't yet a thing that was like, no, Wikipedia is not a source. You, you have to, now you can trace back where their source was, and obviously, right. but I, I remember I would sort of put in, like, a bibliography, like, just a Wikipedia <laughs> link, and, uh, I don't think you can do that these days. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel fortunate that I was in the the birth time of Wikipedia. So right. um, yeah, kids, there was a time before Wikipedia. It were encyclopedia, in fact. That is that is where the word. Yeah. Do you think kids don't know that? They I, probably don't. I I don't know, but there there was also a time for us before Google. That's yeah. We know we know before Google. Yeah. yeah we know before the internet. Quite frankly, I oh, mean, yeah. that, sure it existed, but yeah, we know before Google. We know before email, before instant messaging. Mm-hmm. I will say we've never talked about this, but we are in that wheelhouse. Those of us who are in this sort of 30, 40 year old age range, we had a childhood that included pre-internet and post-internet. Right. We're literally the only generation that that is yeah. going to have that distinction. I mean, there's going to be new technologies that come out that people will experience, but. 
that's a pretty significant one in, in, the, is, yeah. in human time. Yeah. I feel, I feel pretty fortunate that I know what it's like to go outside and play. I'll say <laughs> that. And I used to play with my troll dolls yeah. outside. I don't know if that's true. Let's go to number two on trolls. I'm two for two. You're one for one. We were speaking about their hairy, uh, mm -hmm. their hairy trolls. Which of the following is not one of the original hair colors of Thomas Dam's trolls. So there were three colors that he made them in. One is not an actual color that they were made in. Is it black, white, green, or orange? I remember green and orange. I'm just not sure on black or white. Yeah. I feel like black because white would be still stand out from when he was doing like the wood ones and stuff where black, I think would kind of get muddled with that, with the wood and everything. Yeah. So I'm going to say black is not one of the hair colors. You're choosing black, locking it in? Yep. John, that's incorrect. Sorry. Yeah, your logic actually does make sense. But um, green, green was not one of the original colors. So when he first made them, there were only three colors. They were black, white, and orange. And you're right. I think, you know, when I envision a troll doll, I don't see black hair immediately because they're right. sort of known for their eccentric color. But originally, that I don't think that was sort of the thought of, of Thomas Dam, who created them. As I kind of told you, he started, uh, when, once he started his company and kind of started mm -hmm. growing, they actually use sheep wool. You know, now they use, they use synthetic, right. synthetic hair or whatever. He actually used sheep wool. And it was more like, you can Google these dolls. They're kind of creepy. They were more like matted, like they were curly. There was still weird hair, but mm -hmm. it wasn't the straight up hair that we're used to seeing. Right. He would get them from sheep. And one year he had, 1964, the demand was so high for troll dolls that he took Iceland's entire wool harvest for the year <laughs> to produce these troll dolls. And he just got them and he dyed them black. And I don't even know if he dyed them white or if they stayed stayed white because yeah. they were, I guess, sheep can be black too. Maybe that's why I didn't research yeah. this, but maybe. Anyways, yes, black, white, and orange. There's your fun trivia uh, knowledge for the day. Those are the three original colors of troll doll hair. Cool. And speaking of colors, my next question has deals with colors. Look at us go, John. In general, there are a certain number of main colors in magic. How many of them are there? Three, four, five, or six? Wow. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I do, I do have a vague vision of colors. I don't know if this is one, but I'm seeing purple. The, the only logic or strategy I can use is just sort of what is a universal kind of number for categories of things. Right. Three comes to mind. Like three is such a universal number, but I, I does not sound like enough for, for this game. I think there's got to, I'm going to choose four. I'm going to, I'm just going to say four. I don't know. I can't really think of any good reason to or not to. Incorrect. Ah. Uh. It is, in fact, five. Five. Okay. All right. And if you were paying attention to the um, social stuff that you had made for me to put up. I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's the, there's the five colors on there. It's like, yeah, it's like a little, and John's holding up a magic card. Yep. Right now. Can you hold it? What are the colors? Yellow, green. It's white, green, red, black, and blue. And each color ties with an element and a style of play as well. Uh, is this an element that were like blue is water or, or yeah, blue, blue is mainly water or islands as the land black is swamps. You know, black tends to be dealing more with death and necromancy and all that stuff. 
Ooh, necromancy. Yeah. Uh, red is fire and mountains. Green is forest and rejuvenation. And then white is plains. And it's kind of the protection and, and stuff like that. Sure sounds like Captain Planet stuff to me, man. <laughs> it kind of is. Captain Planet, there's something we may need to dig into also. If yeah. you don't know Captain Planet, they had these little rings and the colors and they represented just the things that John described. Yeah. Fire, earth, heart, uh, wind, and something else. Yeah. Um, Nice, nice. All right. Well, I, I am very impressed with us that we did back-to-back -back color questions. Right. I we couldn't have planned that. And this is this is why we're just what do they call it? Simpatico. We're just we're just John, yeah. you and I are just on the same wavelength. Score-wise, uh, I'm now two for three. You're one for two going into mm -hmm. number three on Troll Dolls here. Oh, this one has a visual element. It does. Here's the question. Which of the following themed troll doll did Kevin actually own? And there's a picture of four troll dolls. I got a punk rock troll. Orchestra Troll, Lil Slugger Troll, and Grillin Troll. All names that I made up. Uh, this is just how I described them. So I owned one of these. Which one was it? Well, I'm guessing the Little Slugger Troll, just because <laughs> of how much you like baseball and everything. I, I, I could see your parents getting that for you. What does he look like? What is he? What he's a? He's wearing a baseball uniform, holding a bat, essentially. And his and his shirt says Little Slugger. It does. Yes. <laughs> And so I, I, I could see them getting that for you. But at the same yeah. time, I could also see you buying that for yourself, too. <laughs> but Punk Rock Troll is probably my second option. And, you know, he's got a vest on, tie-dyed hair, and a guitar. Uh-huh. But it's the Little Slugger Troll, I think, is... That's, the that's your choice? With. Yep. You're locking it in? Mm -hmm. That is incorrect. <laughs> it, it was your second option, yep. Punk Rock Troll. The other one, Orchestra Troll, is just a little troll dressed in a suit, and, and he's got a violin and then mm -hmm. grillin troll has a he's got a, an apron on and two weenies on a on a roaster uh punk rock troll was my favorite troll like when i when i think about my troll collection mm -hmm. there are two that come to mind one is this just a kind of plain ordinary green haired one right. that i i think in my imagination was sort of representative of me so he was kind of my favorite one and like mm -hmm. and then there was punk rock troll and yeah he's got he's got a mo it's a blue mohawk and then the sides of his hair are like tie dyed and he's got yeah he's got a vest and a guitar and he's got he's even got makeup like little mm -hmm. makeup streaks on his face i remember i used to like i think i put gel in the mohawk <laughs> at times like i was obsessed with it and i i remember as a kid like i don't even know where this fascination came from but i always wanted a mohawk i always thought it would be cool to have an earring this one doesn't but th there was something about sort of this punk rock and roll lifestyle that i always was drawn to so i did i did have mohawks uh, at various times in my life, but never for like long periods of time. Like it mm. would be, I would shave my head and we'd leave a mohawk for a day or two or whatever. But man, I wish if I could have any troll doll right now, it would be, it would be the punk rock one. I wish I could have that one back. <laughs> All right, John. So sorry, you're, uh, you're now one for three and, uh, yeah, we, we can uh, move into number four for magic where I'm yeah. two for three. Yep. The game was created by a guy by the name of Richard Garfield mm -hmm. and he created it while he was working on his doctorate what degree or what field of study was that in interesting so he has a doctorate in one of these four fields oh i i don't know if he finished it okay got it. he was working on it right okay and what are they english history art or math and which one's the right answer you'll have to wait and see god i thought you were gonna give it to me it's no. gonna. It's trying to catch you by surprise. Yeah, interesting. Gosh, um, English history, art, math. 
to me, math is kind of the one that jumps out as fits in the least, which almost makes me want to pick it, right? When I think about magic, I can see an art element, right? Mm -hmm. I can sort of see a history element just because of it's got a battle element to it. And English, I mean, kind of, it, it doesn't seem far off and I'm not exactly sure why. It seems like it could fit also, but... um there's part of me that feels like art is too obvious because like my guess would be that as the creator of the game, he probably also, I would guess he constructed the characters, probably drew the characters, probably created them. So you, I would think he is an artist, <sighs> but do I want to choose that he was in an art? I'm going to choose math. Let's go. Let's jump off the boat and choose math. I'm choosing it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was working on his doctorate for uh, combinatorial mathematics. You just made that word up. Nope. Mathematics. I've never heard that word. No, I'm just joking. Com, 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 oh, like computer, computatorial? Nope. Uh, like, combinatorial or combinat, combinatorics. Oh, it's, like combinations? Uh, it's concerned with counting. So yeah. Oh. You know, finite structures, logic. Count Dracula, is he a, <laughs> is he a, a countinatorian? This should just be a podcast of me trying to say that word all yeah, day. Yeah, it's not exactly an easy word to say, but, but yeah, he, it, math. But that was his, he, he literally had a very specific degree in this weird word that I've never heard in my life. Combinatorial mathematics. Yeah. You have to be very intelligent to be majoring in, in a word that <laughs> I would guess the general public doesn't even know exists as a word. Yeah, probably. So he had a he had a very mathematical brain and and do you think right. would you say that there is a mathematical element to to magic? Oh, there definitely is. Ratios between, you know, the lands and the other cards because normally in most games your deck can't have more than 60 cards. And so you got to keep in you know, if you run out of cards, the game's over, you lose. Oh, it's like cricket. Cricket same way. Once you once all your players are off the field, game's over. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and and so, you know, you got to decide what ratio you want of land to up to your other cards. Oh. You know, you got to think about, okay, you know, you can't just have all your cards require, you know, six mana because then you got to wait at least a minimum of six turns. If you have six lands in your hand to be uh -huh. able to even play a card. So I, there's a lot of math and, you know, even statistics comes into it, you know? Wow. So, so I got that one correct. I'm now three for four. Four? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. That's amazing. Uh, all right. Let's see if you can gain some ground here. You're one for three going mm -hmm. into number four on Troll Dolls. Number four is a true or false question. DreamWorks Animation currently owns the worldwide rights to the image and use of trolls. Is that true or is that false? I'm going to say false, but in the fact that they own the rights for the like movies or TV shows. So it's a little bit more narrow than what you wrote. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're going to choose false. Yep. That is incorrect. Ah. Sorry, I hit that buzzer a little a little soon. But yeah, that's incorrect. That is a, that is pretty decent logic because that, that's part of why I put this question mm -hmm. in because it is weird to think that a, an, a movie animation studio literally owns the rights to all of Trolls imaging. Troll Dolls went through a lot of um, weird stuff in terms of their um, copyright. Thomas Dam had made some mistake when he first made them and, and didn't get the copyright exactly right. And so all mm. these knockoff trolls started popping up and people were making all kinds of profit off of this troll image. And eventually, I guess laws changed in the mid nineties. And by this time, Thomas Dam had already passed away, but his company eventually did win the worldwide rights 
to troll dolls. And so it is very strange because my understanding, it was really hard to research this, but like the trolls that at least I know and love mm -hmm. from the 90s with the, I remember calling them treasure trolls. They had little gems on them and they, I don't believe that has anything to do with Thomas Dam or the creator <laughs> other, other than he created the image. Um, I believe those were made by Russ Toys. All kinds of companies made troll dolls. So the Dam company, once they, um, once they got the worldwide rights, mm -hmm. several years later, they eventually sold the rights to DreamWorks Animation. And then, yeah, we know that they made the Trolls movies and Justin Timberlake wrote a hit song called Can't Stop the Feeling that was that is a freaking catchy as heck song. <laughs> yeah, so now there's, there's I think there's two movies. They've worked with Hasbro to release a new line of Troll Dolls. They don't look like the ones from the 90s that we remember. They look more right. like the movie. But I do think in the movies, they've, they've stayed true to some of the characters will have gems and their and their bare butts are still show, which is mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about Troll Dolls because they had little butts and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> look at their butt. So there you go. Yeah, DreamWorks. DreamWorks yeah. Uh, Animation. Okay. Well, let's do it. I think I just won the episode, by the way. You did. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see if I can do a four for five here. Yeah. So earlier I brought up the fact that, you know, there are actual tournaments and stuff. It used to be called the World Pro Tour. Uh, a few years ago, they changed the name of it to Mythic Championship. But essentially, uh, you have to work your way into it. You have to win at other events to be able to make it to the Mythic Championship. Oh, yeah. It kind of sounds like the cornhole where you have to play in a bunch. and Yeah. So... The question here is how much money could you potentially win? Like if you get if you win the entire thing, how much could wow. you win? 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 or 40,000. Ooh, mama, that's a lot of money. I'm I'm going to eliminate 5,000 right off the bat. I'm going to assume that you're not going to that you're not going to tease us with a low number and make that it maybe maybe you did because maybe you're trying to throw us off it's kind of a few episodes ago i think we, we were in the same position where i kind of had I, I could get this one wrong and i'd still win so mm -hmm. because of that i'm not going to overthink too much i think it's the biggest one i'm going to say you could win up to 40 grand in this in this uh, mythic championship let's lock it in forty thousand. correct yeah that's a lot of money john it, it is yeah you know, you may have to travel and stuff and you have expenses, but yeah, you could win up to 40,000. Like it's normally like a quarter of a million prize pot for the whole thing. So, so first prize would be 40,000, but yeah. then there, there's like consolation pr right. cash prizes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and if, and if you win in a mythic championship, then there's uh, normally something for the people that win those after. And you could, you could actually get sponsorships and get, you know, travel expenses paid and uh, you couldn't make a, a living. It's very lucrative. It is. Uh, is it, and is a worldwide competition? Like is, is magic a worldwide game? Would it you is say, a worldwide is thing. I mean, it, it uh -huh. started off only being printed in English, but now it gets printed in, in Japanese and Chinese, uh, like Spanish. Um, I have some c old cards that I think are in Italian. That's very neat. That's very neat. Yeah, mm -hmm. th that is the that is one of the cool things I'm learning through this podcast and just kind of in general. But like, you could kind of turn anything into a lucrative profession, but you yeah. you have to be like, it's not necessarily a path you should aspire to go down. It's like, oh, I'm really good at this game. Maybe maybe I should look into these competitions. Right. Um, what if the dude, uh, what was his name, Birchfield? What was the best cornhole player in the world? <laughs> Do you remember? I don't. It was something Birchfield. What if he's also like the greatest magic player in the world and he's <laughs> Also, that's just how he goes around winning right. all these obscure tournaments. All right, John, you ready to wrap up the troll doll question? Yeah. There's a picture of a very strange looking woman in, in front of a bunch of troll dolls. This this quiz is up at lackofgenius.com. That woman is the world record holder for the largest collection of troll dolls, Sherry Groom. And she has her collection on display at a museum. What is the name of this museum? Is it 
stroll with trolls, troll goals, whole lot of trolls, or the troll hole? I'm going to just go with the troll hole <laughs> because I figured troll, you know, trolls live in holes. <laughs> okay, good logic. Yep. So, I mean, it's not like I can win. So, so you might as well just choose it and see what happens. Yep. All right, troll hole, that is correct. <laughs> the troll hole, yeah, this is a museum. It's the largest display of troll dolls anywhere. It's in Alliance, Ohio, not far. So maybe when I go visit you and we play hide and seek, we can take a road trip down down to Ohio, over to Ohio. Over. Well, it depends okay. on where in Ohio. We could be going up to Ohio, down to Ohio, over. We'll do all of the above and <laughs> get to Alliance. 25,000 troll-related items, including 8,000 unique troll dolls specifically. I was looking at some pictures of this. So like, yeah, there's all the, the trolls that we know and love, the colorful hair and whatnot, but there's also like troll history and ugly trolls and like actually going into the history of what trolls are. Mm -hmm. Even though I have zero troll dolls now, it actually would be very cool to walk into this museum and just see, and, and maybe they let you pet some hair. I don't know. Who knows? Alliance, Ohio, if you want to get your troll doll museum troll hole action on. <laughs> Uh, all right, John. Well, that's you. You yeah. got you got that one right. So you ended up two for five. I ended up four for five, mm -hmm. and we're all tied up. We are. And I just took a peek at the calendar. I think we were doing guilty pleasure TV shows next week. I think so. That's what we have on the calendar. We're going to promote that for now, and we'll <laughs> maybe we should have planned that out before. Uh, we've been talking about doing this guilty pleasure TV show. I think it's going to be better as a surprise because I think mm -hmm. I, John's guilty pleasure show that if is is a pretty good one uh, that it I've is. never watched. But um, yeah, and then uh, just a, a thank you to Jeff again for coming on today oh, with yeah. us. That was super cool to have our first non-guest guest and our very special tidy up section mm -hmm. with special Jeff McAvoy. So again, reach out to him on his uh, Instagram, Jeff A. McAvoy, I believe it was. Uh, all right, John. Well, this was a fun episode. It was. Uh, always love hopping on here with you. This is a part of my week I always look forward to. Me too. So thanks for being a part of it with me and thanks to the audience. Thanks to you for listening. We, we, we don't exist without you. So thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars from Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. Combinatorial. Com, 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 computatorial? Combinatorial. Combinatorics? Count Dracula, is he a <laughs> co countunatorian?